Hi, this is Hanbin. And Sion. Today we're going to talk about China's Northeast project and also how this term is still used in modern society and what kind of um, claims that China made on Korean culture now. So, before I start explaining what China's Northeast project is, I would like to describe the motivation and the reason I really desire to talk about China's Northeast project. Since I started living in the United States, which is a multicultural state, I realized the importance of the cultures and how cultures heavily influence an individual's characteristic. So also, I'm a person who strongly believes in the necessity of protecting one's culture because the culture is just literally just myself and a factor that created me. So I'll briefly explain the definition of this project. The Northeast Project is China's national research project on the history and current situation of the three Northeast provinces in China. Its official name is the Serial Research Project on the History and Current Status of the Northeast Border Region. And this project includes China's plan to incorporate some of ancient Korean history into its own. As China and South Korea formally established diplomatic relations in 1992, the dynamic of China and North Korea ties altered. Due to traditionally congenial relations between China and North Korea, the study on the Northeast region was a taboo subject. However, as the China and North Korea alliance weakened since 1992, Chinese researchers began to conduct a survey of the area. The Chinese government officially started the Northeast project in February 2002, and the project shows China's intention to approach the history of East Asia on nationalistic basis. And the word Northeast project is still used now to explain and describe what kind of claims that China is still making. And so Hanbin, since Mm -hmm. there are many statements that they made, and then they have, uh, you know, three major statements, and then we have evidence to disagree, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, so, can you explain some? Yes. Um, well, there are three major claims that Chinese government has made that apparently, quote-unquote, validates their project. Um, and their first claim is that um, Chu Mong, which is the king of and the creator of the past Korea's dynasty, Goguryeo. And they have claimed that his family and Chumong himself was a descendant of the Kaui people from the Han Chinese. However, we have a refute for that claim, and it's that Chumong is actually a descendant of the Femai people from the Goguryeo dynasty, which mm-hmm. is part of the Korean history um, that distinctively distinguishes from the Chinese minorities group and it's actually um, made actually in fact as part of the three kingdoms which is a novel in China well made from a Chinese author and from the three kingdoms it states that Jimong is in fact Korean mm-hmm. yeah and the second claim is that 
um, the Koguryo's kings were still talking about the same dynasty, Koguryo, and um, Koguryo's king has been offering tribute to the Chinese emperor um, to proclaim the local government in China. However, um, this is a very an invalid claim to make because not only did Koguryo um, give tributes to China, but there are other um, nations that has in that time of the 37 BC when the Chinese state was strong um, that also offered tribute to the Chinese emperor, which is um, Vietnam, Japan, Pekze, Shilla, um, and they are all the subordinate countries that were offering tributes to China at that town at mm-hmm. that time, which makes no sense because then all these countries that I have just listed would technically be part of China's, you know, mm-hmm. subnations. And additionally, um, other nations such as Persia, Saxony, Bavaria, and Austria. Um, the old German countries that were forced to serve military and food during the Napoleon period would also be the position of local governments of France, which absolutely makes no sense. And no one of today's time would agree to this statement at all. Yeah, that's really funny. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And explaining the last claim that they made, I mean, among the, all the three majors. So Chinese scholars argue that the history of the country that exists in China in the past is also Chinese history. And the Kugurya history was Chinese history because Pyongyang, which is in Kugurya, existed in Nakhlang, the country and a prefecture of the Han Dynasty. So it does not make sense any logically the history of the past also belongs to one's own based on current territory. So in that case, if, that's, if that makes sense, it can be argued that it is their history when Japan merged Manchuria and the Korean Peninsula in Southeast Asia and China in the past. So like also in, the, in terms of logic, the Wien dynasty of Mongolia occupied the territory of the Song and Gum kingdoms, which are the Chinese dynasty. So the history of China must belong to Mongolia which does not make sense. Also, one similar example is Germany during militaristic period. At the time of Nazi party rule, Hitler remained uh, lingering about the territory he occupied during the end of World War I after Prussia. But because of this, like he merged Austria and Czechoslovakia with the reason that the number of German residents is large. Now, Chinese is making literally a similar argument to the Nazi representative of fascism, which China hates so much. Yeah, so all the three major claims that China made in the Northeast project, yes, we have strong evidence to disagree with all the claims. And then, as I said, the term is still used in modern society. So there are many modern claims that Hanbin and I also started realizing the severity of the situation. And I think that one of the current, the most current thing is the Beijing 2022 Winter Olympics. It's because in their opening ceremony, they, they were showing that Korean traditional clothes, which is hanbok, it's called hanbok. They said, this is also the Chinese traditional clothes, which doesn't make sense. So I personally started realizing the severity of the situation from the hanbok. 
current traditional clothes. And I strongly felt like that I have, I have to spread the intensity and severity of the situation to people when I saw China's opening ceremony of Beijing Olympic, which, which I talked about it already. So although China's claim over Hanbok began like from the past and Korea started sensing the pressure in the like, 1990s, China's claim about Hanbok first popped up to the public surface and to the society from the massive manufacturing of Hanbok from China. Yes, I have a lot of evidence and proofs to disagree and successfully and strongly argue about their claims, but I will first admit Korea's fault of ignorance since 2010, regardless of the fact that I was only six years old in American age. So in 2010, Korean Hanbok producers felt the society's movement of the decrease of interest and demand on Hanbok. So therefore, they began relying on Chinese manufacturing with low cost because it's like cheaper, providing the details of the Hanbok. And China started claiming in the public society. And I still disagree with their claim, but as a Korean, I believe that I and Korean people need to be conscious of the importance of our culture and we must show it with our behaviors. However, with the increase of China's ultranationalism, focusing on the past, not just on the social media, on many TV programs, a few of Chinese show that they show that Hanbok is their own traditional clothes, and Korean people are one of their minority, like minor ethnic group of China, which does not make mm -hmm. sense. And what actually motivated you, Hamden? Well, one of the things that actually motivated me was um, the China's um, claim that kimchi is also part oh. of their, um, I guess, traditional food. And me mm -hmm. personally, I am not a big fan of kimchi and I actually dislike it a lot. But I am also, as a Korean, I am also very proud that kimchi is part of our Korean culture and that it is traditionally ours and it was ours to begin with mm -hmm. and that cannot be fought over so one of the major issues that kind of brought up this kimchi issue to the surface was that this one chinese media announced on the news that they were clubbing pao chai which is um i will explain further in this um issue but like pao chai which is a chinese traditional food with kimchi with the Global Times, which is a state-owned nationalist tabloid, and it called it an international standard for kimchi industry led by China, which, um, like, in the first sight, it does sound pretty ridiculous. So what is pao chai exactly? So pao chai is also, like, very um, similar to, like, other pickled families of the world, and... Um, it is um, very popular in the Sichuan um, air region of China. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just like a pickled um, vegetables, basically, just in uh, Chinese form and made in the Sichuan way. Um, and so why is this getting um, mistaken in a way as kimchi? So um, there is a major problem that um that many chinese people and like basically like parts of the chinese media has been making is that um pao chai is like the real kimchi and that like 
Korean kimchi is like the fake kimchi. But like the first thing we need to realize is the pao chai and kimchi. They're two different things. And I actually searched up on Google images before recording today. And I searched up their images of pao chai. And pao chai looks absolutely different from what kimchi looks like. It's not red. It's not, it does not look spicy. It's just pickled vegetables, just in a Chinese traditional way. Mm-hmm. And kimchi is just kimchi, like made in the Korean traditional way. And um, many arguments have spun over the fact that um, the Chinese companies um, produce over 40% of Korea's kimchi. And that, that's why the Chinese have like a claim that like kimchi is kind of part of the culture, which also sounds very ridiculous because the thing is like a lot of the things are made in China, not just kimchi. Mm-hmm. Like it's just part of the industry. It's not part of the culture. It's just part of economy, not the culture. So there needs to be a distinction between like the economy and the culture and this is where it's very misleading. And if just because China produced 40% of Korea's kimchi doesn't mean kimchi is Chinese. That goes for like if um, China produced 40% of the world's pencils, that doesn't mean the Chinese invented pencils. It's the <laughs> same thing. The Chinese did not invent kimchi. You know mm-hmm. that does make sense. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, moreover, there was um another like reason why kimchi is so important. Um, so kimchi, like, why is kimchi like so important to Koreans? So kimchi is um, well, is one of the keystones of Korean identity, and it's also well known in cultural exports of South Korea and kimjang, which is like a natural or traditional process of preparing for kimchi is listed as an intangible cultural heritage by UNESCO in 2013. So just in mm. case you guys might be wondering why we're fighting over like who invented what food, because this is why kimchi is so important to us. Mm, yeah. I think you made a yeah. great point. I totally and strongly agree with your claim. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then about the food, there are also several claims that they made. So for some cases about food, I have read an article about the court cases against numerous brands and logo that China has claimed over. So for example, China registered the brands of Sarbing, Korean traditional oh dessert cafe, <laughs> which is really popular <laughs> in South Korea. And yeah. Tuki, which is Korean rice cake restaurants, and other brands, like other chicken brands and everything, and even uh, like um, Korean makeup stuff and cl- clothes, everything. So, like, and other brands, so through many brokers and demand of money to buy the logo to use the brand name. It's like, although Korea actually made it first and started using it. China has claimed over that like those are ours and Korea needs to pay them to use the logo in South Korea. So it's mm-hmm. also not helping Korea to actually make the restaurant and the brand as like, international. It's because Ch- 
China is uh, so China is actually using the logo in and then the same restaurant, same everything in China, and saying that it's um, Chinese own restaurant. When it's so ironic because First Harbing, which is like dessert cafe, their uniform, the Chinese people, the Harbing restaurants in China. The workers there, they actually wear the uniform saying Korean traditional dessert cafe. And they're claiming that this is Chinese traditional dessert cafe. So it doesn't make sense. But luckily, Korea won all 53 court cases. Like, I think it's like most current, the court cases. And then Korea won all the 53. And then I think it's like a big evidence showing that China needs to respect their own cultures, and then Korea also still needs to respect their own cultures. And then the interaction, yes, I really respect and admire and support the um the globalization and the interaction. But I think the which is original and then understanding and respecting each other's culture is also really important. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. Um, not only is these like traditional foods, not just traditional foods, but like franchise foods, started off by Korea, is there like several claims that China has made? But there are mm-hmm. other types of claims that China made, which includes traditional clothing, and mm-hmm. like as um earlier introduced by Xion about hanbok. So there was this one incident on a mobile game called Shining Mickey. I also know what this game is. <laughs> and um, this is a game where players choose and buy many beautiful clothes and dresses for their characters. And um, the hanbok in that game was explained as Chinese traditional clothes, which created a major conflict between two countries. And this is very um, depressing and like kind of sad because like, China also has a lot of traditional clothing that mm-hmm. they actually have and like just you know historically have credit over like such as like Hanfu, Kui Pao, the Tang suit and the Zongshan suit mm-hmm. and these are all beautiful dresses and beautiful clothing that Chinese respectfully have credit over so why not just you know claim these beautiful dresses as their own and you know leave the hanbok alone <laughs> yeah but like i think the problem is that china claims that hanbok is hanfu which originated from mm-hmm. chipao and other chinese yeah. dresses like however since china and korea have different ways to wear each dress in the time period they used the specific type of dresses those are all different like china's claim does not match with the time period and the ways to wear with their you know claims so, exactly. and I totally agree with Hanbin when she was talking about China also has their own Chinese traditional clothes and dresses. They're really beautiful. And then I totally agree. Like, I think I love those. I still have one chipao in my house. Like, it's like red and it's really beautiful, fancy, everything. So I think China still has, they have great culture for them. And Korea mm-hmm. also has our own culture, which is also great. So, yes, why are we creating conflicts between those? That's, like, my curiosity, you know? Yes. I agree. Mm-hmm. I also so, have the same curiosity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally agree. Yeah, there are also, like, you know, other claims that they made. Like, for example, 
uh, which call we we Korean people call it maratang, but it's like malatang in China. Like it's Chinese tradition of food, and it's a really big thing in South Korea right now. And then when they make restaurants about this malatang, they know like we all know that this is Chinese food. You know, like although yeah. it's like a really big thing, we don't go like, oh, malatang is our thing. We don't go like yeah. That. We all know mm-hmm. that malatang is Chinese food, and that we love it. I personally love it. Have you tried it? Yes, me too. I am in love with it. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, like, when you like it or love it something, you don't have to steal it, or you don't have to like claim that that's yours. You know, you can still respect once, and then we can like still you know enjoy all the characteristics and amazing factors from other cultures. You know. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. And then, I personally think that the claiming one's culture is really ironic. It's because when you, uh, for example, let's say that Hanbin has amazing, amazing art like skills, and then she drew something, and then I really like it, and I go, "Oh uh, yeah, I did that." Like Hanbin, she didn't do it; I did that. That actually means like I just feel like. It's not just you having a great skills, you still in great. Sk- it's not just like that. I feel like it's more like I am embarrassed of myself. Like I'm yes. not confident and I'm not proud of myself. That's why I'm claiming other people's things that's mm-hmm. my own as my own. Like, do you see that psychology in it? Yeah, I totally do. And it's like really easier to understand if you put it in like an individual basis. Um, I guess example, just like mm-hmm. how you just did. Yeah, it's like so, yeah. So I was really curious because when China started claiming uh, some of Korean cultures are their own, yeah, I was mad and furious at some point. But over that, I was uh, curious because I really like I I always start learning uh, Chinese traditional like flute and other instruments like hulusi and everything. And mm-hmm. I admire those. I really respect how they, you know, created and how they made their future. I mean, culture. And when they yes. started doing it, it feels like they they started feeling like they need to have more and then more amazing cultures into them because they are like they feel they you know, uh, their culture is not enough for them. Mm-hmm. You know, it just sounds like it, although they don't yeah. think or consider it that way. So I yeah. was curious if if they just like stop claiming like other cultures or their own, and then saying this is our culture, like about their real Chinese traditional stuff. This is our culture, and this is how we created our inner culture, and this is our history. When they show mm-hmm. it that way, I see the you know all the confidence in it, and I will start like respect. All those cultures that they have created and they have been, you know, through. How? What do you think about it? Yeah. Um. In my opinion, I personally agree with what Shion has just said, and I might also think that you know it could be like a confidence problem, you know. But you know, I'm just curious over the fact that like, what does the Chinese gain, you know, through the like all these like claiming of others cultures you know and like because i personally don't see any benefits that the chinese might gain through this 
except for the fact that like they lack great evidence and like you know that it is kind of strongly in like other nations favors that like you know their culture is theirs you know not the chinese mm-hmm. so i just feel like you know claiming others cultures only does kind of like you know it just makes a negative opinion and negative appearance on the chinese like culture itself you know and it just makes creates like other conflicts between nations and like you know it just makes the chinese culture itself look bad even though you know the chinese culture isn't bad at all it's totally beautiful and like their traditional cultures are like you know it's it's a long history and like there is so much to learn about and you know there's so much to learn about the chinese history itself so like i don't see why they're adding more onto their long history that they're yeah have. Mm-hmm. because for me it's been like six years since i started learning uh, chinese language and then chinese history and all the cultures and it's absolutely beautiful and wonderful mm-hmm. i totally agree and my only mm-hmm. concern is that when other people like who do not actually know about korea or chinese cultures they think that some of korean cultures are actually from china that's the only concern that i have you know because yes, they would too. not see the irony and the psychology in it but from this episode, what I want to really say about it is because uh, East Asia country like Japan, South Korea, even North Korea, China, they had so many interactions. And then through all of the history, they, you know, they occupied some territory and then those are now ours and now theirs. Like, it was a so long history and we had many interactions and since all the like, you know, internet and everything started going on, the, all the globalization actually influenced on like more interactions between all the cultures. And then mm-hmm. I am not saying China is also like only doing it. I agree. Japan, they do some, they copy, like, if I say copy. And then Korea, yes, we also copy like some of cultures and then like I don't know about the claiming, but like we get inspiration from it. And then I know that China also gets inspiration from like all the Japanese and the Korean culture. Because like one thing I know is like when Japan was like a, like uh, they had like huge influence on the, like all the world, there are ways to like all the production and then Chinese great like manufacturing production. Yes, Korea also learned from it. So I believe in the, like, the interaction and the, like, learning from each other. And then I think all the learning process needs to be based on the respect to each other's culture. And Mm -hmm. then I don't want to say copying because it can be inspirational and the motivation for other people to, other, like, culture and other nation to grow economically, socially, and everything. So when they have respect to each other's culture, I think learning is uh, learning and all the like inspiration help like all the countries and they can help each other. But the one most important step is respect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Respect should be like the basis of understanding each other's cultures, like other than being open minded, of course. But, you know, respect is like the most important thing of like learning and understanding and being part of others' cultures. 
mm-hmm. and that can't be you know like changed and that can't be altered at all so yeah thank you guys for listening and i was so honored and i felt great about today how we were able to talk about this very touchy subject and thank you so much and you guys for listening to to kg podcast thank you Hello.